0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto.
2: What's going on, guys? We are back. We will be regularly dropping podcast from here on out took a little break from the podcast at the start of the off season but now that free agency is officially underway well at least the legal tampering period is underway can we call it like the the negotiating period like legal tampering
1: sounds like illegal interesting
2: (laughs) sounds illegal right yeah exactly but we're back uh you just heard zach there uh we're both back on the podcast we're planning on you know, from here on out, you know, I think now now the free agency has hit, you know, we're gonna be, you know, putting putting some episodes out at this point. Uh we haven't let go of the pulse yet, right? Like all offseason. We've been on it, you know, as you've probably seen over on our over on our Instagram page. If you aren't following us over on Instagram, make sure that you are at Upperhand Fantasy. But I'm here with Zach. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about after day one of free agency. Uh but we also want to get to the big trade uh, between the bears and the Panthers for the number one overall pick. We also want to go over the franchise tag players as well, go over some quick fantasy um, impact uh, of some of those moves. Uh, So that's what we're going to cover in this episode, day one of free agency plus all that stuff. Um, In our next episode later this week, we'll be talking about a lot of other topics like combine results, right? What does it mean for a few of the guys who underperformed or overperformed there Uh, more from free agency, Obviously, because there's going to be a couple more, a lot more moves happening over the next couple of days. Right. Um, and on Wednesday is the official day where, you know, these guys are actually going to put pen to paper and sign their contracts if they were agreed to it before Wednesday. Um, and after that, we'll be getting to NFL draft content. Right. And, you know, we'll have multiple episodes per week going over going over NFL draft stuff. Uh, I'm working on our prospect guide now. Uh, Zach is going to be working on, you know, creating that into something pretty that you can look at uh (laughs) it's not just words (laughs) uh that come out of my head um but yeah man um let's go ahead and dive into day one of this legal tampering period zach what were your overall thoughts from day one so far so we're recording this at 7 p.m eastern time right um you know so there could be you know we're we're monitoring our phones are next to us we'll be monitoring any news that comes in but zach what were your overall thoughts so far
1: I thought it was exciting. You know, I I thought there was actually a lot going on at the deadline and things that you don't really think about, you know, much for fantasy football, Uh, at least on the surface. You know, there haven't been a whole lot of skill player signings, but definitely a bunch of other signings that make a a lot of impact. You know, we talk about the Broncos going all out. They add a lot of pieces on the offensive line. Same with the Bears, adding a bunch on defense. We're going to see where they go maybe on offense. But like we said, that trade for DJ Moore was huge. I think it's been exciting. You know, I'm a fantasy football guy but I'm also an NFL fan and just the free agency is great. And I think it's hilarious. Like you said, it's the legal tampering period. Like this feels like it's free agency already started. I don't know why they make that discrepancy. It's like, Oh, you know, the legal tampering period is open. They call it the negotiation period. Like you said, like this is free agency. We're in full swing. So why even just beat around the bush? Free agency starts on the 13th, not the 15th for me, but it's been exciting for me. And I can't wait to dive into all this and talk about it.
2: Yeah, man. Um, You know, one of, you know, the biggest storyline, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers right? And no, you know we are not breaking any Aaron Rodgers news as of yet. Uh, yeah. I keep looking at my phone and refreshing Twitter for the hopes that Aaron Rodgers makes his decision, and that decision is yes. Um, so we're we're anxiously awaiting that. As a Jets fan, you know I, I just want it to happen so that the Jets can move on with their with other needs, right? Because they know that if they sign Aaron Rodgers, they are going to have to go all out. And you know, do whatever they can to capture as much magic as they can in this very small window. Because if Aaron Rodgers is a jet, and he kind of alluded to it when he was talking to Brandon Marshall, because mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall, I don't know if you caught this. Did you did you see that those clips in, in that video that Brandon Marshall had? I think he like caught up with Aaron Rodgers at like his kids' game or something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but like <laughs> it, kid it, it looked kid. like it, it looked like it was like one of those things where Aaron Rodgers did not want anybody there, and Brandon Marshall just like showed up randomly. He's like, hey man. Let's do a quick interview. And Rogers is right. like, okay. Uh, but uh, but it was one particular tidbit that I caught there was that, you know, he, Brandon Marshall was talking about himself as an all-time Jet. And Aaron Rodgers was like, I think of you as a bear. Like, I don't think of you as an all-time Jet. I think of you as an all-time Bear. But how long have you been right. a Jet? Like two years? He's like, yeah. But look at those look at the numbers. Like, I'm an all-time Jet. Uh, and he goes, well, and you could be an all-time Jet too. He was talking to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers said, well, you know, not if not for only one year. Right. Like he said that. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I I caught that. I'm like, "Ooh, okay. if this happens, it's probably just going to be a one year thing. And he might just retire after that. Um, So the Jets need to do whatever they can to capture this window. This is their opportunity here to go all out, because at the end of the day, I believe and this is a non-objective opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. because I never, ever think the Jets are going to make the Super Bowl but if Aaron Rodgers joins the Jets I think that their offense is good enough with the weapons that they have and I think the defense is what is really going to be the star of this team and that combination with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback I think they can make a deep playoff run now you know this is you know whatever you think about how Aaron Rodgers performs in the playoffs like set that aside right he does have a ring um lately you know there have been moments where you're like what what is that Packers team doing what is Aaron Rodgers doing but I think in this new spot I think this is a team that could make the playoffs and could potentially go far in the playoffs yeah if Aaron Rodgers joins
1: no I'm a Cowboys fan I hate Aaron Rodgers but I'm telling you that that's not a bad (laughs) opinion you know what I'm saying I think that makes total sense um the thing about you know the Packers last season season a lot of people are going to look at it be like oh Aaron Rodgers you know he wasn't the same as he was the two MVP seasons before that. You know, he had a much worse touchdown interception ratio, which was completely uncharacteristic of what we've seen from him as of late. Like, the Packers organization was in shambles. (laughs) You know, they just lost Devontae Adams. You know, the defense, despite having a bunch of playmakers, was underperforming. They even lost to Darius Smith. Like, that was kind of falling apart, and things were souring towards the end, so I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers a mulligan there. We know the type of player he is. And all the Jets needed last season was a guy like Mike White, we saw what happens when they get average to good quarterback play. I, I'd say Mike White was that in a couple games, and they were doing really well, the Jets. So I think you put Aaron Rodgers in there, who that's his floor. If you get excellent play from Aaron Rodgers, like a couple games in a row, like that's going to get you to the playoffs and even help you to make a run. Like you said, the defense is going to be the strength of that team. I think Aaron Rodgers at this point, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I know everyone's pumping the brakes. Yeah. Nothing's official yet. You know, um, I forget what was the guy's name that came out. Was it Trey Wingo or something like that? I forget what his name yep, was. Yep, Trey Wingo, yep. Yeah, so he put out that report and everyone's like bashing him. They're like, it didn't happen yet. And Ian, Ian Rappaport <laughs> was all like, nothing happened yet. I wish it did. It's like, okay, cool. It's going to happen. Like this, this like this. It, it, flirting. Seems, you know? It seems it, to me it,
2: like Trey Wingo is uh, pretty well connected, uh, you know, in terms of this situation. I mean, he did call – you know, he's the first one to report that the Jets brass were going, going to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers, right? He was the first right. one to report that, and it seems like he's pretty well, you know, tuned in what's going on here. So, I think, I think this is an eighty percent chance that it happens, and it's just a matter of time. But I just wish Aaron Rodgers would make a damn decision so that we could move on. Um, yeah. You know, all the Jets players are super excited, uh, but I'm sure, you know, and and I think. I don't think that was a result of anybody letting them know anything. I think it was it was the result of Trey Wingo's tweet, to right. be honest with you, because all that reaction came in shortly after that tweet. Um, and then people started posting the air Rodgers of the Jet. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Schefter and Ian, Ian Rappaport, the guys who, you know, are truly, you know, well-connected. And if it's official, official, those guys are going to report on it. And it, that hasn't happened yet. But, you know, we'll right. go over all the fantasy impact, uh, you know, that this would – you know, uh, kind of, you know, with Gary Wilson, you're obviously going to talk about him and Breeze Hall and, you know, whether Elijah Mm -hmm. Moore can become a a thing again, Um, you know, whether he might end up going to the Packers in this deal. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, we'll go over all that once this deal does become official. So in this next episode, we we might end up talking a whole lot about that. Um, But one of the guys that, you know, I was hoping would be available, you know, if Aaron Rodgers, you know, said no, was Jimmy Garoppolo. And right. I'm not a huge Jimmy Garoppolo fan or anything, but I do think that he's capable. Um, you know, I was hoping that Derek Carr would be available first. You know, if Aaron Rodgers said no, we haven't got a response right. from him. So this is why the no response is even worse than saying no, because, yeah. you know, you want to make a decision here, right? So Jimmy Garoppolo ends up signing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Not a, fi- I mean, it's a, it's official pretty much. He's going to sign yeah. on Wednesday. Uh, but the Raiders go from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I would say that's a net downgrade at quarterback. Uh, I think Jimmy G is a decent quarterback. Uh, I think Derek Carr is a decent quarterback, um, right. who's a oh. little bit, maybe a little bit above average. Uh, yeah. I would say maybe a top, you know, 14, 15 quarterback, something like that. And maybe Jimmy G might be like a top, you know, 18, maybe quarterback-ish, yeah. something like that. So a little bit of a downgrade there. You know, obviously, they're paying Jimmy G a lot less than they would be paying Derek Carr. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of, you know, fantasy, you know, you, you we're talking Devontae Adams, we're talking Josh Jacobs. I don't see myself starting Jimmy G a whole lot, right? Just like how you right. couldn't really start Derek Carr. Uh, But how are you feeling about this, man? Like, you know, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, I think those two guys are the main guys we're talking about here. You know, obviously – you know, we have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller as guys who are fantasy relevant as well. Um, yeah. But just, just curious to hear your, your overall thoughts of, of this move.
1: Yeah, so for me, Garoppolo and Carr, I know you put them like 18, The Garoppolo be 18, 19, Derek Carr before 18, 15. I think they're right next to each other in terms of what they bring to the table. But Garoppolo has the, I've been to the Super Bowl pedigree. But he also isn't a playmaker like Derek Carr was. You know, I think Garoppolo is going to rely on more. He was more of an efficient system quarterback where Derek Carr, he could make some plays. As much as we crapped all over him on this podcast, he could make plays. And he's going to do fine in New Orleans. But outside of that, it's essentially the same situation from a fantasy perspective for the Raiders offense. I mean, Jacobs is still going to be running in the ground. You know, they have him on the tag. Unless they sign him more, they're just going to keep using him. Devontae Adams, he's still going to carry middle of the pack QB to relevance. And Darren Waller, he's still going to miss six games. From a random injury. So I don't think that it's a bad (laughs) signing in a vacuum, but they sure did pay him a lot of money considering that they're not necessarily out of striking distance in the draft. That's one of the things that confused me because they could have still traded up or maybe even moved a piece to go get a quarterback that they wanted. They must assume there's going to be a run on quarterbacks early. Uh, Otherwise, I think that this money might be a bit much for Jimmy Garoppolo. But nonetheless, I think we're looking at pretty much the same situation. Maybe a slight downgrade for Devontae Adams. I think maybe he moves out Of that, you know, strong wide receiver one conversation where he was last year with Derek Carr. Even I think he might be uh, a mid to low wide receiver one, especially with Garrett Wilson. Maybe moving up, you know, if Aaron Rodgers would move somewhere else. There's gonna be all sorts of movement up and down the board. But for me, I think it's a net neutral uh, return on this trade on the signing. Yeah, yeah, I think you
2: know, if the Raiders went, if the Raiders went the route of, hey we're going to draft a rookie quarterback this year and not sign a veteran who could lead this offense or who who can at least uh, carry this offense to relevancy. This is good news for Devonta Adams. This is good news for Josh Jacobs in terms of their fantasy value. Right. Because we're looking at Jacobs as somebody that we know, you know, we know he's going to get volume. Right. And you know, we're, we're worried about drives being sustained. Right. I think Jimmy G brings an element of like, okay, we could sustain some drives here. Our offense isn't just going to go to shit, you know, with yeah. a rookie quarterback potentially who needs to develop, right? So they're getting somebody in there who could continue to keep Devont- Devont- continue to keep Devonta Adams at that wide receiver one level, continue to keep Josh Jacobs at that RB one level as well. So, right, going into twenty twenty three, you're now okay with both of these Raiders, you know, on your fantasy team now. I, I think I agree with you. I think Devontae Adams takes a little bit of a hit, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of you know, but uh, you know, a lot of people talking about Derek Carr and uh, they have selective memory, right? There was that four game stretch, right, where Devonta yeah. Adams, you know, obviously disappeared. You don't want to see that, but the dude, what he had, fourteen hundred yards last year, you know, like yeah. double digit touchdowns, like it was, it was a good year for Devontae Adams. Actually, I think it was his second best year, uh, you know, in the NFL. If you're talking talking stats here so yeah um you know it is what it is right i think jimmy g i, d- I don't know if you know DeMont has another 1400 yard season with jimmy g uh but right. it's very possible now one other note i want to mention about jimmy g is the fact that the dude played with Kyle shanahan right like when debo yeah. samuel went off you know Kyle shanahan is that dude when it comes to scheming guys up and you know look at what he's doing with brock purdy Right. Like, yeah. look at what he did with Nick Mullins at times. Uh, He's had quarterbacks step up when they need to. um, And Jimmy G is one of those guys. Um, but unfortunately, Jimmy G might not be propped up like he used to be with right. Kyle Shanahan. I, I don't and, know that Josh McDaniels is that guy to prop up Jimmy G, to be honest with you.
1: No, I agree. And the other thing he doesn't have to rely on anymore is a top defense. And this is, you know, kind of going off of. Uh, the fantasy track. But you also have to consider the amount of possessions they're going to have. If they can't stay on the field and their defense is allowing a bunch of points, like is it maybe, you know, maybe there's a trade-off there if they're in a bunch of negative game scripts that'll help them. They'll be throwing more. But Jimmy G has never been throw the ball 50 times kind of guy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know how much I trust that. I'm not a big fan of Jimmy G in that type of situation. But for me, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that it's a horrific report right now. The bottom line for me when you talk about the impact on Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs is your stock didn't tank from this move. It's not so much about didn't move up a little. No, it's, it didn't tank and that's good enough for now. You know, we don't have to worry about them until, you know, unless they go and go rogue and draft somebody, you know, but for the time being, I think that we're all right in fantasy land with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs.
2: I agree. And, and, and your point about the defense is a good one because, you know, they were able to play controlled offense most of the time. And if you get down, you go down 14 nothing in the first quarter, GBG is not the guy that you want leading that comeback. Right. That's for sure.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.
2: This episode
0: is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?